0: just heard entombed evelyn from the live clandestine released in 2019 this is the requiem metal patreon bonus episode for june june yeah 2019 this is mark and this is jason yeah and we uh sorry about the lapse but we've got a
1: big episode for you to listen to for the last two months absolutely absolutely you know so and we uh we had kind of promised that um because we had missed some of the, uh, you know, with the... This time of year is tricky. Exactly, exactly. So what we did in the last episode was obviously a lot of just kind of pontificating about kind of different things, uh, pop culture ramblings, you know, movies, TV, politics, you know, you name it, a little bit of music probably thrown in there too, if I remember right. Yeah, so, I think so. So, um... so we kind of just said, you know, it, it. one of the things with the Patreon thing that's been tough is we had some suggestions. um, Someone wants us, I, I was just like reading them today, um, someone wants us to talk about like our favorite movie soundtracks. We, we hit on that a little last episode, yeah. but that's something we could probably do more, There's like a, more pinpoint it those a other bit.
0: dude like a metal comedy Yeah,
1: Yeah. Aspect, the metal comedy and which stuff like I don't
0: that. really know if I could talk about that much. I was never a fan of Metal Yeah, I
1: mean I, I, uh, it was okay. There were parts of it, but we can, you know, we can start, it's like yeah, it's like the dirt, we can talk about it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's just not fresh in my it, mind. It, might, but. it also might not be like stuff we really like you know that kind of true, thing true. um i mean i think i was in the brian posen album for like a little bit you know metal by numbers was pretty funny for like a little bit and then i was kind of like all right i think i'm I, over I, this I, I, have pro- yeah. Yeah, I have a problem with him i think he's fine what his
0: role was in um, i liked him a mr, mr. show, mr. show. A lot more yeah yeah he I just like that this fucking troll in the background, yes, but as exactly.
1: a lead performer, he's yeah. not really, a, that. that album he doesn't great. do it for me. Yeah. yeah, The only thing I liked on the album was the metal by numbers. Cause it was just kind of like a novelty number, but
0: you know. yeah, if you're like, I liked him in Titanica. Yes. But just because you're making jokes about like, like Don Jameson, do you know him? Yeah. Just because you make jokes that relate to heavy metal does not mean that it's at all appealing he's to me. He's from my metal show. That's where... he's, he's awful. Yeah. I hate him. I don't like Jim Florentine or Eddie Trunk. No. We've out, out of all three of those, Americans. Eddie Trunk is probably my favorite. Hmm. As far as what I can actually listen you know, to them talk about. Eddie Trunk is at least Eddie Trunk. Yeah. If that makes
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah, he's exactly what those.
0: He, those two guys just they don't they don't do any. They remind me of like guys that did like a morning show. They're morning shock, jock dudes. just yeah. like this is not doing anything for me whatsoever. So,
1: so instead, we decided to go to an old <laughs> standby, which is uh, stuff hey, we've been, been listening, listening to. to the, that we like because we we haven't done really best of shows like we used to years ago because they, they get a little bit harder and harder. And plus, we're trying to be more. They're um, not evergreen either i don't think yeah a little bit yeah you're right they don't hold up always
0: just like going back and putting those other ones up where there's like a three-part for fucking whatever year it was with Kylesa and a bunch of other stuff it's like no, nobody even remembers half these bands yeah so I, I i prefer personally the more like evergreen episodes
1: where you sure. can kind of oh, like, no no i don't disagree it it is kind of an interesting snapshot though you know it's yeah. like when you uh you pull out like an old decibel from 2009 Top 40. You yeah. Know, like, what's held up? You know, sure. Because some of those have, like, slotted up. It's like looking at, like, who wins the Oscar versus, like, what, what, what actual movie of that year do you kind of, like, remember or something? You yeah. Because it's not always, like, the, the front, front runners or whatever. Sure. Sometimes sure. movies gain or music gains reputation through the years. So, so we just kind of decided, you know, to, to kind of do some just stuff that we're, we're listening to right now. Um, that, Either we wouldn't do an episode about, or we've already done episodes for some of these bands, or looked at their discography, and so it's it's you know it's kind of tough to like say like what more could we say about this, yeah, you know, yeah. So it gives us the opportunity to kind of spotlight like you know some of the new releases from some of those bands that are old standbys of ours and that we kind of dig and love, and you know, obviously starting off with Entombed, Live, Clandestine, which um, I. I haven't really heard anybody talk about this at all. I know it was, I I, kind of think I knew it was out until you mentioned it. And I, I just hadn't really grabbed it yet.
0: It, I mean, they, I think they recorded it last year, but I mean, it was exciting enough
1: for me that Nikki Anderson was back playing death metal era in tunes that's the part i didn't know about if i think i had known a little bit more about it i would have been like drawn more to
2: it and I then think. the
0: fact that they got i was fine that because clandestine's a weird record that you know people said at first you know we thought johnny doordavik sang on it but it was really just nicky anderson doing it yeah you know all the vocals on it now his like um half brother the the vocalist of morbus Kron, mm-hmm. that's now defunct but him and the bassist from Mor- morbus Kron, and then uh ufe cedar and uh alex Hellid. You know, filling up the kind of classic entombed lineup there for at least for clandestine their last like true death metal record. Yeah, I think um, it's. I really enjoyed it. I, I got a promo of it early on. I probably wouldn't have bought it. I actually bought the My, the double LP or yeah, whatever it too. Looks,
1: it looks gorgeous. But I
0: think. probably wouldn't have if I wouldn't have had like so many weeks to sit around and just yeah. like listen to it live album. But it are sounds great. Different, but yeah. But you know, it's I'm not usually a live album guy. Yeah. But my like what I like kind of collect as far as entombed is on vinyl is usually I've got left hand path The clandestine the crawl EP and then like some random shit but I don't really have Wolverine Blues and all the other stuff like I liked it but I don't really ever I just went back and listened to but uh, to, to, to ride to shoot speak the truth I was like it's okay but I really don't it doesn't get me like that there's like the early the first two records do.
1: Wolverine Blues holds a pretty special part because that was the first entombed I ever heard. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like that was right. Like that was that was made for like me and my audience because that was like the Columbia. I still like that EP a lot. The uh, out of hand is, that, is it the out of hand? that oh, has no, the Hellraiser, the Hollow the Man, Hollow Man uh, EP. Yeah, yeah, we did a whole we did the, yeah. we did the entombed EPs episode. Yeah. Like
0: I really like that a lot, and some of the, like the other stuff. Those are the ones that just have like the staying power, and just mm-hmm. to have to go back to that era for
1: me was like kind but of I think special it's cool i mean you know nikki has done some death metal related things but not just with entomb i mean he did like death's breath and um that's about it is that it he hasn't done anything more extreme as like a side project
0: not that i mean he's done like now he's in lucifer with his wife okay um oh yeah imperial right. state electric uh it's more like kind of like rock and roll stuff. He did yeah. the solution with Scott Morgan. Okay, but as far as like death metal stuff, Death yeah. Breath is about the only thing he's done. And then this supposedly they're working on new material. That's and if nice. it's this lineup, I'd be kind of excited because it's not going to be death and roll. I don't yeah. think. And if it is, it's going to be more interesting death and roll than, than yeah. I think stuff that they've been doing lately. Yeah, it's I think pro- if they're going to go back and go to Entombed, they're going to go back to the roots a little bit. I would but, hope so. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they've all those guys got it because they've been out of it for so long.
1: I think that they could do something pretty interesting. Yeah, and it sounded great from yeah. what we heard today. Yeah, you know, it's probably something I'll pick up now. You know, I mean, I think the I think it's also interesting that they're doing. It it's goes back to what we talked about in the previous Patreon episode. You know, with what Obituary did with doing Cause of Death Live and Enslaved mm-hmm. doing Frost, and I, I kind of forgot to mention that. Um, You know, Albert sort of told us that this will be more the the regular. It's not going to be the exception of the rule. It's going to be kind of the thing that they'll do for future beer and metal fests is have bands pull out like an album in their entirety, something that's very special. You Mm -hmm. know, and so I think you know the fact that it's not just entombed live, it's entombed live clandestine Mm -hmm. is, is like kind of another layer. And you said that the. CD version, they do something with a Stockholm Symphony Orchestra. Probably. Yeah, it was all
0: basically reinterpreted by Stockholm Symphony Orchestra with Ovar Softstrom on vocals. Yeah,
1: cool. That might have been the the previous version of that that they did. What was that one entombed opera thing they did? Was the Unreal, Unreal estate? estate? Yeah, that that had some cool things going for it. That was a
0: similar thing. That was, um, I think that was LG, LG Ufe. Alex, because was like Peter Starnvind, two thousand two. Yeah, era. and uh, I don't remember who was on base. If it was,
1: I don't think it was. Um, I think it was right after the Chief Rebel record, right? Pretty sure. Chief Chief Mor- Rebel Son Angel. Of Morningstar, or whatever. No, it was before Sun. I think it was the it was the Chief Rebel Angel. Uh, was, I'm trying to remember what the hell that. You had the the kind of return to form death and roll record uh, that has the black cover and the original. Um, oh, uprising! Uprising, and then the next record after that. What was the next record after that? I don't think it was Son of the Morning Star. I think that was the two records after it. But I think Unreal Estate was taking material from like Uprising era, the album right after Uprising. God, there's um, so much shit that came out. That yeah. there's like that uh, Sons of Satan sing his praise. All the cover songs. Yeah, and... I remember that. I'm gonna look it up on my phone while we're kind of thinking about it, but because that 'cause kind of drive me wild. But. Um, I just I I get kind of geeked about this era. I'm I've we did an entomb clandestine episode. I'm pretty sure, and we did one on left hand path. We haven't mm-hmm. done one on the the rock and uh, the death and roll stuff. And I I've gone on a limb and said like Clandestine's my favorite entomb. I know a lot of people pick left hand path, but there's something sort of visceral, out of control. They're you know like Nikki's, they're pushing themselves Nikki really hard. Is playing so so hard, and the riffs on this to me are just like it's. I, there's something there's an intangible evil Ends one of my favorite songs you know mm-hmm. the, the song itself crawl is is just uh, i can go on and on
0: the crawl ep um, is one of my favorites yeah i mean half of it, i is i really like ovar's vocals for entomb but there's yeah that's that's just the kind of a special time in entombed history yep because yep. i remember getting the me and chris got the uh wolverine blues tape the the first like the the promo tape back when they actually sent out physical promos for stuff. Yeah. And at first I don't think we really knew what to think about. We like, the sound's pretty good, but this is a lot. This is really different. Yeah. From like Clandestine is just straight fucking death metal. Y'all, and this yeah. was like adding a little little extra something to it. And LG was back and he was more dynamic as a singer and the well, off his uh stint in comic-con. <laughs> yes.
1: Lyrically, Wolverine Blues is uh it's There's a simplicity in it, but it's also, it's a little dumb, but, but I yeah. think that's what they were maybe going for. It was like, let's, it it's was, a little more on the nose. Yeah. They were kind of like, um, man, there was an economy to what they were doing and, yeah. and I appreciate that, but
0: I'm glad they're growing, but still it was like, God, that name and like everything they
1: brought up to that point. It's like, Jesus, that's, I feel like they need One more record before wolverine blues yeah it could have been like a, a bridge kind of thing um because it's like man m- but maybe they felt they I could that i almost felt like clandestine again because it was such a magical like weird composite of ideas that were yeah like said beyond what what moment. i think
0: like like the nihilist demos it almost is three if you can include all the nihilist yeah, shit because that stuff's so like primitive and then left hand path is like i mean you have one of the best death metal songs ever yeah for sure um, like just the, when I saw the video for that, I mean, talked about it millions of times here, but it's like, I've ne- I never seen the video of the band. Like you couldn't really tell who the band fucking were and how epic the song was. It's like what the, f- why have not everybody heard this? Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is, this shit's just amazing. And then clandestine just like at the peak of their powers. But I mean, it's just a weird thing. Like, I don't think anybody thought death metal was ever going to go outside a couple years. Yeah. It was just so ridiculous. Like how far could we really push it it's like
1: 40 years <laughs> so that uh that record was morningstar so you were saying some of the morningstar and that's what it's just strong. morningstar it's just called morningstar okay Yeah. Yeah. Yep. and unreal estate came out in uh 2004 uh well actually it was planned to be out in 2004 but it, it got pushed back to february 2005 and um got really good reviews good ratings and stuff like that yeah but you know, it had songs like Satan Slugs, which was from Uprising, but mm-hmm. Chief Rebel Angel, which was from Morningstar, yeah. was on it. It had the Rocky Erickson, Night of the Vampire, that's you know, R.I.P. Um, and then... That's where it, I learned about Rocky Erickson. Yeah, that's <laughs> you saying. Attuned. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I knew about him from 13th Floor, but I, I was trying to replace where where it sort of came from. But, but yeah, so speaking of uh, old standbys, this next little set is kind of some... Uh, some bands that have, um, you know, been consistently putting out material for many, many years. Some could say yes. 18 albums worth. Yes. Uh, some bands that kind of um, haven't put out anything since 2012. So they kind of disappeared for about seven years or so. And so it's kind of nice to see them coming back. And then a band that's... Uh, Puts stuff
0: out every year. Yeah.
1: But, but, but are kind of the... I don't know. How would you describe memorium? Uh, are they an ample replacement for not having bolt thrower around anymore, or is it? Does it? Does it fill that same niche in your heart? That emptiness. The, or is it just kind it's, of? It's it's something thing? different.
0: Bolt thrower when you know when Kitty Kearns died when they the last when two thousand five when they put out those ones those ones loyal yeah bolt thrower was kind of they're I, I kind of like retired him in my mind got it um, and this this brought back like a novelty. But I also really, I love Andy Whale's drums are some of my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's what I used to air drum to on my bed as a kid with fucking pencils. Mm-hmm. Like that's, he's, he's one of my favorites. Just, it's a, he's got a very, you know, distinct style. And then just getting a little bit of that coming back. And then, um, Scott Fairfax on guitar, younger guy. He's probably about, got at least 10, 12 years younger than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think he might be in his late thirties or something. But he's got this like incredible love of '90s death metal that he brings back to this, especially in the, uh, the song "Undefeated," It's like old napalm yeah. with the bolt for, like crunch. But it, de- it definitely there's like nostalgia, but I don't ever. It's what like is he from
1: is he from something previous? He was
0: live Benediction and a couple other things that I wasn't really familiar mm-hmm. with, and then it's got you know Frank Healy from from Benediction and. Um,
2: Healy. Was oh in fuck! What else. the hell
0: was the? Uh, I thought. Uh, the old punk band, fuck, I can't think of it now. The earache punk band, no. Uh, uh, he's a he's a scene stir for you know Got since the fucking mid '80s or something. But no, they they just, they kind of hit a sweet spot for me. But I don't. It's like having both. Are like the love of your life. Yeah, this is like the next. It's like it it, it feels good, but it's like it's not the same. <laughs> and and but I thoroughly enjoy it. And you were saying that uh, have you heard this whole record yet? Record I've only mankind? heard two tracks so far. But Russ Russell, who did the last, he's done Napalm for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, it really the last record. Carl's vocals were kind of it sounded like an old man in a closet to me. It didn't it, he it didn't have his normal like power. This has it's recorded a lot better. Um, it's thicker. It's denser. It's like more between the eyes. Got it. I think it's like everybody that
1: I've seen talk about it says it's the best record, which I... With these two songs, I believe it. I I really dug hearing Undefeated um, today. I think it was maybe the first time I've heard it. Yeah. How long have those songs been floating around? Uh, about a week. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, probably Two weeks, why. maybe. Yeah. And like... It comes me, out in July. Okay. Yeah. And I've just... Unless Mark tells me stuff is out, I don't go like looking all the time on Spotify to see what the new releases are and different yeah. things like that. So. I can kind of sometimes get out of the loop, especially this this time of year. But uh, A lot, I'm
0: getting to the point where I'm an old man, and I rely on on decibel and YouTube the yeah. YouTube channels, people That's talking good. about shit. That's you know, good.
1: yeah. And so we'll uh, we'll start with Memoriam. I had the order reverse, but um, and then from there we're going to kind of get into two bands that sound they're they're similar in spirit. I think um, similar countries. Yeah, yeah, similar country, similar scenes. Yeah, uh, I think both kind of evolved into the sort of i don't know what what, how would you describe dark throne in 2019 to to people
0: dark throne in 2019 is they're fulfilling the dreams of their childhood of doing what they wish they could have done in the 80s yeah is what it sounds like funerous anytime he talks he's like this is this is like the imaginary band that everybody wanted like discover on you know fucking trading tapes as a kid yeah, noise records
1: or yeah some you know underground label you
0: know when anytime yeah he does his interviews this like that's the drum beat he wants the simple celtic frost riffs yeah. like straight ahead
1: and in particular what, I, I, there's there's no like real classification of it really yeah and like we're kind of talking about this we're talking about old star the title track from the the new dark throne record um you like this better, you said, than than Ar- Arctic Thunder, correct?
0: Yeah, it's. It, I like the production more. I, it feels more. Um, it feels more like like thought out to me. Like I, lyrically, it, it's it's more interesting. It's got more interesting ideas and stuff. I haven't really like that. delved into the lyrics or just too much even just song to...
1: titles. Yeah, they're clever. Yeah, like
0: okay. I I just dig the you know the key is inside the wall is the last track, which I think is a great mm-hmm. like
1: old man. You what know? was the riff we were pulling off of that? We were just listening to it earlier, and uh, was that the one that I was kind of? S- is that the one that had the bright chords, or is this the title track that had the major chords in it? I think it's Old Star. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of got a brighter, yeah, m- warmer sound than what Dark Throne is sort of used. To- I don't warm's probably the wrong word. There's
0: just it's like more uh, like less triumphant. minor
1: chords. Yeah, um,
0: but there, yeah, this has a lot more black metal in it too. Like as far as like riffing is concerned, not like vocally or like blast beats or anything, but um yeah some of the the more like if it was sped up another third faster it could have been something on panzerfaust or something or, yeah you know
1: there's even some like of uh, the more
0: this reminded me a little bit of um god damn it i just we looked up the name earlier uh fenner's a solo project
1: um oh isengard isengard yeah it's got a little bit of isengard vibe to some of the guitar to me and I, I might have been talking about the fact that it reminded me of sort of early 2000s Bride in, in some ways. Um, and even like some of the like the not as depressive, like, you know, Peaceful Three kind of, you know, I mean, those bands can be morose and, and downtrodden, but sometimes they can be kind of like more... I don't know upbeat a little it's or, like or accepting yeah. of their of their yeah exactly their, dourness or something, yeah, something like something like that, we There's accept a, it, and we uh,
0: you know surpass it or something, yeah, and
1: that's kind of some of the vibes I get off of some of the major chords that you hear in a song like this it's just it's, it's odd for dark Throne to kind of have some of those, and I'm glad that they're continuing to sort of evolve and stuff like that, you know, and,
0: and this far out it's like i I've, I've never been disappointed i if anything, I've always been pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. by all their records so i've never been like uh that's not
1: very good and i'm glad like it you know i was never into dark throne in the early years um because my gateway through this was kind of through chris and and chris never really brought them up because i think he was more into like the emperor and enslaved sort of stuff and so that's what he fed me early on after Transylvania Hunger, he kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. And so when I kind of like, I had to kind of delve backwards. And then once you and I kind of start hanging out, you kind of turned me on to, um, uh, what were the late ravishing grimness? And, and mm-hmm. you were, you know, kind of like realigning death, some and... of my per- perspectives yeah. on some of that. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is cool. And I, I mean, ever since then, I've been like, you know, rapidly devouring everything that Darkthorn puts out. Probably maybe not as, as much as you do, but. Uh, I definitely love these guys, and and so I look forward to. They've I got some
0: there. really good eras, distinct eras too. Like this whole like cult is alive on. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. They're all, I almost feel like they're kind of like as far as Maiden, because I love old Maiden, but I also really love new, new Maiden, new Maiden, new proggy
1: Maiden. Yeah, and eighteen albums in, it's it's hard to think of a band that's like relevant like this.
0: That's done exactly what they wanted. That's never toured. Well, it, you know, a couple of shows in the late 80s, early 90s or something, but oh. like just done exactly what they wanted to do. Even like this record, there was no, the promo didn't come out until a day before the record came out. Yeah. I remember that. So like, that's, that's like, that's the kind of power you can have, you know, nowadays over, over your music. Yeah. Like they don't need coverage. <laughs> that,
1: yeah, they're, they're kind of like, it's like made, they're an made institution, sort of sells themselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they like, Priest has had like some ebb and flow eras, and so they have been more inconsistent, you know. Mm -hmm. Especially like throughout the the two thousands and or well, yeah, nineties and the two thousands. You know, after Painkiller, it was kind of rough there for a while. But you know, even Maiden had like one album some people kind of look down upon, which is Virtual Nine, Mm -hmm. and even X Factor. I think there's been some retroactive like. I'd love to do a show
0: about that album. I think that's a great album.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's people that speak kind of highly about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Blaze wasn't the right guy for the, the material, but it was good material. Yeah. Um, and I just think Dark Throne, you know, there's there's not an album that I can think of that I just don't like from them.
0: Couple, about a couple months ago, I went back and just re-went through, like, Hate Them and all that kind of, like, era... Um plague wielder that kind of stuff that i haven't yeah. listened to in a while it's like how's that stuff hold
1: it's up? fucking great yeah really good i mean we did a show on dark Theron and covered those records I yeah remember, you know i
0: just haven't really like listened to those records in their entirety for a while That's but it's like in a while because yeah. there's i thought they were so harsh but i was like
1: these are just like i don't know I, they're just like in me you know i think our i think our aesthetics have changed i think what i used to find like harsh and unlistenable like has altered over time because i feel the same way about like Nathan's Magical and even Transylvanian Hunger, which you mentioned before, there's a certain, like, it's kind of music, pleasant now. <laughs> musicality to it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of
0: cool. I remember years ago doing, we did like a, was it a two or three part Marduk episode? Yeah. And I, at the end of like just preparing for it, I was like, kind of spent. I was like, Jesus, this is kind of oppressive. Mm-hmm. But now I was like, fuck, I'll listen to, you know, Victoria or like any of those records, like in their entirety, like two or three times, no problem. Like,
1: well, there's like, they're like your warm, like stuffed animal now like you you've had it in your toy box for so long that like there's nothing really threatening about that anymore that's why i like laugh but like, yeah when antifa like is against like marduk and s- it's like what? because they talk
0: about world war ii
1: like i yeah like of all the bands like they're just like a they're like a grandpa black metal band at this point like they're yeah. just for like old people they've
0: like, been doing this shit since the fucking 90s like yeah, like early 90s. world war ii shit yeah, yeah.
1: it's kind of like i don't know it just seems like there's some- i do i really <laughs>
0: appre- yeah, I appreciate their like uh the production now too that like they can just be one guitar bass player drummer vocalist and it's just there's air if there's like you can hear bass in it it's just I don't know they're like old old dudes playing
1: black metal is pretty great yeah yeah and that's kind of what what Dark Throne is yeah you know and that's what the the last thing that we have in this little mini set is as well and we'll talk a little bit more about them when we kind of come back but it, it fits aesthetically with what you're hearing out of Dark Throne as well um, it's our old friends Ara Noir, which we uh, did, a, did a show on you know, quite a few years ago. So we're going to kick into uh, Memoriam with uh, Undefeated War from Requiem for Mankind. And then we've got uh, the title track, Old Star from Dark Throne. And then Demonic. Is that it, is it how you would say that? demon demonic I, I think so. Yeah, it's not demonic. It's if it's demonic, it's misspelled on the the thing. We didn't misspell it, but
0: it's like demon maniac. Yeah,
1: it's like yeah. combined. Yeah, uh, demoniac, dem Demaniac flow. We'll just say that <laughs> Demaniac flow. Uh, and it's from the Ara Noir um you know, record. So it's Almost Ara Noir with an e. And I read in the liner notes or, or whatever that it, Apollyon admits that they. I think the original translation of Ara Noir from what it was supposed to be. This is what the band name should be. It's yes with the e after the r <laughs> yeah so there you go but yeah so uh, enjoy this little set uh, and we'll come back It was memoriam with undefeated war dark thrones old star and ara Noir*'s d flow yeah it's not even maniac so de-maniac.
0: demoniac yeah, demoniac demoniac flow
1: yeah i don't know i'm probably fucking that up but uh that's from the latest record from those guys and like i said we did a show years ago about them i don't think it's been reposted yet it's it's in that kind of weird missing era um, that you can't get on iTunes or <laughs> on, get, on the website It'll yet. be there soon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember recording that because I think we did that. And um, I don't know why. What record did so we record that around? Do you remember? Uh, Out to Die. Out so to die. the last one, yeah. So it's okay. 2012. So um, it was right before we kind of took our kind of big break there. And I think we did it like right around the same time we did a craft show. Um, okay. I kind of remember you know, some, some of the shows. I remember the craft show more than the. Yeah, I just remember show. being way into that Iron Noir pre- prepping for it, because I, I went through a big period. Hades uh, Rise, like Dude, that was the well, yeah that, that was... record fucking blew my mind. And then Out to Die was good. I think this one's better uh, mm-hmm. than Out to Die, the production. I like the
0: production on this a lot more. Yeah, yeah it
1: jumps out. And this, this song, obviously, I'm sure if you noticed, uh, was an ode to Motorhead's Overkill. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, just... Right, right. Mixed with there. the like destruction demos. Yeah, the the solos were fucking killer. You know, like just very really Germanic, violent, and, yeah. yeah, out of control stuff. So, um, just fun. You know, like I said, there's not a lot to say about these guys. They're a trio. Um, what else are they? What other bands do they have their hands and cookie jars in? What, weren't they part of Apollyon used to play in? Uh, he used to be a bass player for Immortal. Okay,
0: when yep. uh, Bath was is Bath and Horgan Apollyon. Yep for like uh that was for all shall fall he was yep. on that record okay.
1: that's right um were any of those guys associated with thorns or with um
0: i think apollyon plays in a couple of things to be honest yeah. i can't
1: think of what they are but i think he's i used to know i should have looked this up but we're just kind of hmm. flying off the seat of our pants with this yeah i just know i know that Noir had like you know cross paths with a lot of those other norwegian bands of the time yeah but they are just kind of doing this sort of. That's black the same with Kraft
0: too. Is that a lot of those guys playing other things? Oh, okay. Like the guitar player
1: was in Bloodbath for, oh, no, a sure. year and a half. And I don't know. Bloodbath is such a, like a weird lineup. I I sort of lost track of like who's who. Other than Nick Holmes is there now.
0: I, that's the only reason I've been paying more attention to him is because yeah. Nick Holmes is in it. But, you know,
1: your boy, my boy. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get some Nick Holmes stuff before this episode's <laughs> over with, with some some allusions to certain eras of Paradise Lost. But the the next kind of era we're going into is sort of, um, you know, away from this kind of. I, I don't want to say. Reductive, is that the right word that you would use to talk about like primitive. dark throne and primitive. Memoriam and stuff like that? Primitive. Primitive. Okay. Uh, I just primitive is kind of the same thing. It's reduced, right? Like kind of stripped down. It's, yeah, it's, to its, it's base kind of elements. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that set was there, and I think what you're going to get in this uh, next set are bands that are doing. Um, a multitude of dynamic genres smashing together or at least spreading their sort of technicality wings a a bit more and and really, you know, kind of getting after it from a musicality standpoint, technical standpoint. Um, And we sort of hit on something really bizarre that Mark and I don't think planned to do when we recorded our Nocturnus show in that we sort of grabbed this sort of zeitgeist moment where all of a sudden Nocturnus was about to have their, Kind of return, yeah. And, we, we,
0: I, I bought the, um, eric reissued the, you know, the key. I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, maybe. And I, I was just like, you know, I haven't heard that in forever. I love that fucking Sea Grave cover. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, I bought it, listened to it once, threw. You know, I was like, oh, that sounds good. Threw it back in my rack, and then, I don't know how many months ago we did the.
1: That episode yeah, but few, uh, yeah a few months ago. i just
0: pulled that out and i was listening i listened to it like three or four times that day and texted you or something like we need to do a key yeah. episode and then a couple weeks later i got um I th- maybe i just saw something on online about it like oh they're mike browning's coming back nocturnus ad they're gonna basically pick up where the key left off was like yeah that's kind of <laughs> <That's> pretty crazy
1: <laughs> it's kind of weird and, and the but fact yeah. that, you know profound lord's putting it out yeah. getting great reviews from everyone like it just seemed like like what the fuck I mean what are the odds that what 29 years later all of a sudden this this is just going to sort of like reemerge and and kind of materialize yeah. before our eyes and that people would care about it and it would matter and it would be you know it would pick up right where where that sort of stuff left off and I got threshold They do a pretty good job. And Threshold's decent, but it's not like it's not a really super amazing follow-up to the key it's it's good it's not like a terrible record but yeah this seems like the more appropriate kind of uh record that so sort of i think fits so that, yeah you know? and you've also got like kind of a weird zeitgeisty thing sort of happening there too with you know uh, a band that we're not going to play but um we you know we could clearly talk about is you know i mean possess has just put up their essentially follow-up to um beyond the, the gates beyond the gates yeah, yeah. you know so and um yeah, you know, I mean, if you like that. Their third record in yeah. 35 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, great. Yeah, good, it's good. Good stuff. You know, I know, Mark, you said you weren't as into it. Um, I think first. it's good, but I, I'm just. It's probably not something you're going to pull out a lot. I probably but, just won't pull out very much because yeah. I'll go back and, and listen I don't, to Seven churches. I, or, I don't pull out a lot of Possessed all the time. The, lately, I've been pulling out Eyes of Horror, the EP. I, I like that a lot, too. You know, Joe Satriani produced that, which I yeah. think is fucking fascinating yeah. you know and stuff um because he was Larry Leland's guitar, guitar teacher, teacher. And shit. And yeah. yeah it was just there's kind of a coolness to, to that record but but again, like fucking good for Possessed, man, for, you know, making something that had teeth, you know. Yeah. Kind of like we were talking about in those, the last set, you know, that you've got these old standby bands that, like, are still fucking able to fly the flag, you know. And and here comes Mike Browning with Nocturnus and uh, Paradox. Yeah. And, you know, it's a Grave cover yet again. It's, this is not Grave. Oh, it's not? No. It looks like an ode. It's definitely ode. It's similar, but it's not Grave. I think, you know, what I'm thinking about is the next band we're going to play, because I was talking about them to yes. have a sea grave cover. So But Memoriam I mean. has a Sea Grave cover. So. Oh, all right. So Seagraves
0: everywhere. He's he's, he's, everywhere. he's everywhere. He did the uh, you know the entombed clandestine yeah, we didn't talk reimagining that. cover cool. too.
1: Yeah. What uh you, you said you, you talked to him. Yeah when right I was at uh Maryland
0: Death Fest, Jesus, I don't know how many years ago it was now. It was at least three through four. Um I was I hung out with him twice there, which is kind of a like childhood dream come true, but he's just a normal dude. It's not like a a huge deal.
1: Yeah, he's not like. <laughs> but a we just, celebrity.
0: yeah, we just like you know chatted all weekend about art and shit. And he's like, oh yeah, he he told me about this before it happened. He's like, yeah, and tomb got a hold me. They they want me to redo clandestine, but more of like a wintry, like landscape instead of you know the the one it is now. Yeah, it's like that's it's pretty fucking cool. And then yeah, a couple how, years later we see this.
1: How long does something like clandestine take him? Do you know? Did he like kind of say? Like, I don't, what a project like at, that would at
0: this take? point probably not you know more than a week really i don't think so i mean you, you get to that point he's been doing this stuff since like 1988 87 88 i mean he could probably knock something out in a couple of days so he's kind of depending like on it. the size like i've seen some stuff he's been doing lately that's pretty i mean it's way bigger sometimes he does like the memoriam covers i think were a little bit bigger than actual size so you know 24 inches by 12 inches okay. but he puts an incredible amount of detail old, into these yeah. things
1: too but you can obviously see, I think, a Seagrave kind of ode that they were sort of... Oh, gonna, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bummer they didn't get Seagrave for it, you know, on some level, just because you know, thresholds and, true. and this and, uh, you know, the key. Money might not have been there. Yeah, yeah. But Or um, maybe
0: he wasn't interested. Yeah, that's Maybe true. because it was a pain in the ass <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Did he say that? No, but he doesn't... He's not really, like, known for his robots uh, and stuff, and that was, like, you know, pretty robot and... like linear like lines sci-fi tech kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah. he's more like organic like the it's like the the effigies of long lost you know societies that Mm. he's making instead of people actually doing things
1: so i don't know about the guys in this band um do you know where they came from do they have? Have you heard anything through the Great? Oh, everybody or, else in Nocturnus? Yeah, yeah, like where these new characters are from? The I'm not really sure. no, I yeah. think they might have said something in the Decibel interview, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sort of ring a bell with me.
0: Um, it's basically all an entirely new band except for Browning. Browning. I don't think any of the people are in af, from After Death. It might be the guitar player from After Death, okay. the the band that Browning did. Got it. The last couple of years um, before this. Might be in there, but I'm not sure, to be honest yeah. right now. And I forgot I wrote just Nocturnus down, but it's Nocturnus. AD. AD. Yeah, which is the... This is the one time I can get behind it because the other band was After Death. Yeah. Which,
1: you know, it kinda it's kind of cute. A, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, kind of like how, you know, Dio called his one band Heaven and Hell. Yeah. On that lap. Yeah.
0: But cool. like how Ghost had to do Ghost AD yeah. and or Ghost BC. BC. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, like fucking legality in music doesn't go together for good band names speak,
1: but this kind of works yeah yeah and the the seagrave cover that i was thinking of was for a band called nucleus um mm-hmm. and it's not for the the current record called entity which is just about to drop when we're um uh, recording this i think you can get it on Bandcamp uh and pre-order and stuff like that what's
0: the record label again something axe
1: uh j- Tribunal axe, retribution acts or something like that. I, I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. I can look it's, it up. It's, on Bandcamp it's good, a good, it's second. a
2: good,
0: a
1: good pun. But. Yeah, it was, it was pretty clever. But uh, this is something I read about in Decibel. Actually, um, Decibel gave it a nine, and I was like, well, you know, when Decibel gives things nines, it's, it's worth kind of like seeking out. But I couldn't really find much on this record. They didn't have it up on Spotify. They had the previous two on Spotify, which have the Seagrave covers, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I know they're from Chicago. Um, and you know, lyrically I don't have a, a physical copy of this yet. I just pre-ordered it. Um so it should be, you know, hopefully by the time you guys hear it, I'll have a copy of it. But uh it's called Entity and it has some kind of the, the sci fi um vibes to it, according, you know, to the lyrics and subject matter and stuff like that. Um the name of the song is called Dominion and there's just a, a lot of genre mashes kinda happening in this. Um a lot of american death metal stuff um some Voivod stuff happening there's some um suffocation riffs you said you, you sort of pulled out on, that and uh, the
0: drumming suffocation drumming for sure mm-hmm. but also it reminded me a lot of um dark throne soul journey
2: yeah that was an interesting in a weird sample.
0: like uh production mm-hmm. production
1: way well and again soul side journey is just like a record that's like stands outside of like Genre, time, country—it's just like it's weird. pretty bizarro. Be record, yeah, yeah. I dig that. I dig it in the way I dig clandestine, and that it's like this other <laughs> sort of thing. So, did you? It's find a sunlight out... studio. What's that recording as well? The uh, Soul Side Journey. Soul Side yeah. Journey. Yeah. For a second, I was like, "Nucleus is holy no. shit." <laughs> That'd be kind of crazy. No, I, uh... I was just looking at the other Secret covers that he did for them. Did you see what this is called? Or what the name of the record is. I'm looking. Not the record, but the name of the label. Oh, the label? The label. Hang on. I didn't look Uh, at that. I think I have it here in front of me. They're out of Chicago. Sci-fi themed death metal. Damn it. It's not telling me on the Bandcamp site what the name of it is.
0: Sons of bitches.
1: That's a bummer. Hmm. Well, you guys are. This just... cover's cool, though, too. I don't know who did it, but it, it does remind me of, like, a Vector, uh, which is kind of, you know, the, the Boyabod type band. Yeah. A lot of, lot of that kind of. Um, you even said there was some. Unspeakable
0: Axe. That's what it is. Unspeakable <laughs> acts,
1: Axe. A-X-E. Um, yeah. But some of the stuff that w- w- you kind of pointed out was, like, bands like Disharmonic Orchestra or.
0: There's a lot of that like gut Early or... 90s kind of thing. Some Popping weird, in there again too. Yeah, the,
1: the technical bands that were doing things that were like left of center within like sort of the death metal genre. You yeah. definitely hear a lot of that in this song Dominion. So I think you uh hoping this is maybe one that maybe a lot of our, our kind of diehard uh patrons maybe haven't come across yet. You know, I'm sure some of these other bands you obviously know. So the uh, a good a good kind of uh, pathway. And speaking of genre mashes, Gaul's Word.
0: Word. Which uh W Y R D which yeah. is uh basically corresponding to fate or your personal journey is the is and what that means. He's definitely been on
1: one. True. Um
0: He's been in uh
1: He's been off of Gorgoroth for how long now? It's been
0: quite a while. I mean it's been probably a good almost five, six years okay. at least. Then decade. he did Godseed for a while, and then I, I didn't really follow Godseed and to be honest, after he left Gorgoroth, I didn't really care about Gorgoroth because he was the most interesting mm. part of it, as far
1: as the. I was you know, never like the front world's biggest Gorgoroth fan either. I, I, I like some of their stuff. Um,
0: there was like uh, fuck. What was in the early two thousands something? Satan
1: record, Insipid Incipit Satan. Incipit Satan was was was, was good. Yep,
0: um, the couple that he that he did with them were were good, but I don't really ever you know feel like I need to go back to those. But this record is. It's a weird mix of mayhem, de old enslaved, uh,
1: post-rock, goth music. There's some uh, killing joke stuff that you'll hear in the yeah. song. There's even... Chris
0: Tick's like, uh, Scott Walker comparisons that he yes, likes to throw on things yes. like that. There's that. There's. It's a very well... It seems like when you say all this stuff, it's like, oh God, it's just going to sound like a bunch of shit. But but it all works. It works really well. It's very seamless. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with it. I I had no expectation. I got the I got the promo for this thing weeks ago.
1: Well Chris Chris played it for us when we were in Philly and I, I kinda dug what he played. You said you didn't strike I just, you at the It just right didn't way.
0: grab me at the right time, but I, I put I grab, or eventually downloaded the promo and then I had to do some work around the house so I had it on I just put it on my iPhone so it was on in iTunes so it would just keep repeating. hmm I have it set up. So I just listened to the record like eight times or something in a row while I was working outside and just like, this is fucking brilliant. This is great. Like mood wise is fantastic. I'm
1: hoping mine. And I comes just bought in it. Mail. Yeah. I just bought it. I pre-ordered it like a month ago. and I've just been kind of wait. It just hasn't shown up yet. So I kind of forgot. I about just it. got
0: mine yesterday. So you should probably get yeah, yours. I'm hoping soon. So. I haven't gotten my old star yet. So yeah. you beat me there. Yeah.
1: What's the, what's the name of the record?
0: There's like a subtitle and then, um, ghosts invited. Okay. Gastier ghosts invited.
1: Yeah, I forgot to write it down. There's like a bunch of weird capitalization. Gastier ghosts invited. There it is.
0: It looks like a Pixies cover or something. That's weird.
1: Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it definitely, it's evocative, though.
0: Yeah, I dig it. it's he's talking about the the process of creating the album art and how how long it took to do. Season
1: a miss has been on a good run. Yeah. I feel like you know they're well they've
0: got the uh the bath records coming out in a couple mm-hmm. months. I'm hoping that's that seems like it's gonna be kind of a a next level thing for him like going more man of war yeah than, than black metal well, we like the fucking solos man- and we shit can finally do
1: our man <laughs> show that I've been promising for a while yeah um but i I just think there's there there's even like a cool minor chord part that's very catatonia-esque or rapture or something that like pops up in this and there's even some vocal parts I, I think I compared to like Garm mm-hmm. from Arcturus, you know, like almost like Masters of Disguise, you know, that second Arcturus record. There's like Voivod um, sounding vocals.
0: Yeah. There's like lots of just like weird discordant, like way too
1: fast drums for the music, but it works perfectly for yeah, it's, for it's, my taste. It's, it's really I really enjoy it. It's really it. an interesting I think it's one of those um Kind of like the nucleus that we're playing right before it. The more you kind of spend time with it, the more you know gems kind of start to pop out, or you are able to. Well, it also made
0: between that and uh, one of the other bands we're going to be talking about, um, Idle Hands, is a this kind of weird like this, this goth stuff is starting to come back together in a really like in a really good way. As a guy who I like Sisters of Mercy when they were still a band, yeah um and like you know paradise lost brought that in at some point but this stuff is like i i still i it sucks that the european tour that has galt's world idle hands and tribulation isn't coming to the states because god what a fucking what a tour that would be yeah cure fans would be yeah
1: they'd be in heaven with that no, it has been interesting with Tribulation, In Solitude, you know, there's all these bands that... Um, I've
0: gone been going back and I was telling you off, off mic about going back and re, like re-listening to Sister especially a lot, their last record, mm-hmm. um, that has a really weird, almost like, you know how the um, Morbus Kron, Svevin, or Svevin, is that what it was? I think it's Svevin, yeah. Um, had that kind of weird off-kilter production. Yeah. That's how Sister kind of is too, so it's... It's I when that came out I liked it but I like it even
1: more it's now one I listening need to, to it because yeah. I was really into the one previous actually
0: about three weeks ago I I pulled it out I, I had the record I never even opened it
1: I love the cover the cover <laughs> yeah. reminds me like a cool like old horror film it's just called. all black and white yeah. yeah yeah it's it's pretty nifty but yeah this this Gaul's weird the more I've I've listened to it the more I just I've I'd
0: love to see to these guys like because he's still all done up in you know fucking makeup
1: and it's all you know very melodramatic you and, said you've listened to some interviews with him lately and yeah it seems kind of uh more cheerful than than he, obviously well, he famously had, came across yeah, that, that, and yeah i mean
0: that documentary is a very specific point in time but yeah, 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 yeah he he chuckled which i've never seen him do and he seems to have just more of a sense of humor a little bit but he's also very serious about the the band yeah which is which is great i mean like this this really means a lot like he he puts a lot of his himself into this stuff so yeah well
1: let's get into it uh like i said we're just uh playing music that we've been listening to and digging a little bit so we got nocturnus procession of the equinoxes we've got nucleus's dominion and then we've got from the spear from gall's weird (laughs) That was from the spear from Gaul's Word. Weird. I'm trying to. Weird. His uh, destiny. Gaul's destiny. Okay. So, weird. Which he
0: also, in the interviews talked that he did not want his name involved at all.
1: Yeah. Everybody I else that. in the bands were like, that was involved and was like, no. Because is... you already have like kind of pre established reputation. So, you don't have to like re. I think, it, I remember it was in the Decibel interview. Yeah. Kind of talking yeah. There's that. a
0: similar thing in a couple of the interviews. But yeah.
1: basically, like like we can use your name as an anchor to like, not have to like rebuild a complete reputation from scratch. Yeah. And your, your personality that has, that has a lot of weight mm-hmm. to it. So it's not like we're, yeah. you know, Whore yourself getting on our bit. laurels. Yeah. 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 He's so. very, he's a very modest man. Yeah. And then we had nucleus dominion. Then of course started with nocturnus. And as we say our goodbyes here on our uh, June patron show, um, hopefully we've tried made up for lost time a little bit, you know, can, Maybe, hopefully, a couple of these things are new to you or uh, kind of a a delightful little mix to to listen to when you're on a a summer drive, you know, out to your cottage or to the beach or somewhere nice. Or shoveling shit into a. There you go. (laughs) Back of a carriage. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, this last band is a band I almost put on our Patreon 1 episode when we were talking about recent things that we've sort of been into because I've been into them for for a while, ever since the the EP um, came out um boy i don't know it was right in the midst of it was before we recorded episode 200 because i remember coming down here and and playing it for you when we went out to eat and i was like dude this this idle hands thing is is fantastic and i think it was um sarah kitteringham from smolder Mm -hmm. and uh from banger from banger yeah uh, She's the, been singing their praises yeah, for a while. Yeah, that's who kind of turned me on to it. And then maybe it was Dan Zadar that also sort of like locked in on it a little bit because he's kind of into like everything that Idle Hands kind of represents. is, yeah. is right in his wheelhouse as well. Uh, he's a big, you know, goth, catatonia, 80s, 80s new wave guy. 80s new wave kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's sort of like all those elements sort of combine on there. And, you know, if you're into, I don't know, what, late 90s, Paradise Lost is even in there some Nick Holmes isms. Um, there's a lot of right on the sticker. Players. It
0: says sisters of mercy. Um, what the hell else was that? Like base, it's basically goth and traditional heavy metal together. Um, but they actually say, uh, fuck the band that we we're talking about, uh, in solitude oh, is even yeah. on the sticker. Yeah. I could see that too. So was like, Jesus. Okay. Like yeah. in solitude was like one of those bands that had to sacrifice their success for other bands to like, I mean, they've been done for years. Yeah, four years at least. Yeah, at least, I think Sister came <clears throat> out in twenty thirteen. Maybe it's been a while. Like they had a really hard, like they toured extensively in the states. Um, Sean Pelletier, you know, old uh, friend, old friend of, ours, old friend of ours. Like he's he he was a great manager for them, and he if they would have just been a couple years later, it might have made they're, a they're, different like, thing. This is so like the,
1: this is where it's all happening right now. You know, Tribulation I think really benefited maybe the most. Yeah, from some of the the hard work that in solitude sort of put out and stuff. Yeah, um, and I think you know, idle hands you could kind of see in that that pathway too. Although they're not doing as as much kind of traditional black metalish things that's maybe in solitude and uh, certainly tribulation we're drawing upon because there's some of those elements that are still there. It's
0: they're much more they're traditional heavy metal fields of nephilim um, sisters sisters obviously. kind of stuff like that. Andrew Eldridge kind of like. <gasps> thing mm-hmm. that they they do throughout their you know it says a lot of their cool songs, blast beats though a it bit. does yeah. yeah and it's just uh it's a weird like mix of like
1: old judas priest like there's a lot yeah, of weird the, well the motorcycle sounds got me thinking of yeah hell bent for ladder uh leather and then he even says something about desert plains yeah lyrically so you got a point of entry reference there and i think these guys are pretty young yeah from portland
0: um but it's 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 really interesting how much they can seamlessly blend. That's what I think is going to be the interesting thing. in, you know, this, this type of, you know, extreme metal or metal in general, the next 10 years is just this weird amalgamation of stuff
1: that shouldn't work, but it does together. Well, you also have like now these younger kids being raised in sort of this internet environment where they can find everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so there's amalgamation of all these different things mixing together. And, um, you know, those genre walls don't exist. And they, they really haven't for a couple decades, but I think it's more, like, permeable now. But you know? to take something so um, identifiable as,
0: like, 80s goth music, which is extremely, you know, it puts you in a certain little area. Sure. And to work that in with traditional heavy metal, which I never would
1: have thought would be a great marriage. hmm But it is. Because even, like, Catatonia and Paradise Lost' way of doing it was through sort of the scope of Doom, doom rock mm-hmm. you know and not to say this doesn't have that but you know when you're throwing like never when i listen to a, a catatonia song did i think oh there's there's a lot of judas priest right there yeah never you know, like it's never, just never kind of came you, yeah. you know and they're even drawing on like uh i think i mentioned diabolique you know the and wallen mm-hmm. band from like the late eight, uh, late 90s um that was out on was it necropolis right i think yeah yeah you know so you know, if you're into some of that kind of stuff, uh, Baylor is another kind of cool band mm-hmm. that you could kind of maybe draw some parallels with, but this new record, mana, uh, who put it out again? You were
0: saying, um, Eisenwald who put out like the Ueda and they're more, they're more basically a black metal label. Got it. Um, but then they, they, this could be down to this, count. which I think yeah. is, uh, is smart.
1: It'll be interesting to see where these guys are in like, say two years. Are we going to be talking about them in the same way that we talk about like kind of other bands that seem to be of like, uh, like a zeitgeist moment, like where they're like, I hope they can kind of on the cusp of take what
0: tribulation here. did. And like where you thought, like, you know, the last record, like turtle of the night, I thought might've been the pinnacle of the band, but it wasn't even close to the pinnacle of the band. Yeah. And then when, you know, the new record came out and I was like, is this too simple? It's like, no, this is just fucking brilliant. It's, it's kind of what they need it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like right down to exactly the bare bones of what's that's, that's the maturity in that aspect is like really exciting to me to, to mm-hmm. be able to like still like sound like you, but there's no like extraneous bullshit. Yeah, if you can get a hold of that uh,
1: EP too, the EP is incredible. That's great. Time. Don't
0: waste your time. It might it might be it's more immediate, it's a, I yes. think, than than Mana for sure. Yep. Um, I listened to, when I first
1: grabbed that. I listened to that thing like twelve times in a row, so over and over. Yep. It's, it's great. Yep. But Mana, the song we're gonna play, Cosmic Overdrive. Uh, it's, a, it's a good. It's one of the better numbers on that record. Really can't go wrong with either. Uh, mm-hmm. Get the EP while you can, though, because they're. They,
0: I know at least the, L- yeah, the Yeah, the L- the vinyl version of it's been out of print. But I grabbed it on Discogs for like twenty-five bucks. But
1: I think I had to find the CD off Discogs. Uh, I even went to like their Bandcamp site and couldn't buy them anymore. And it, it was a little. I would it took assume me a while. To it, they would it now. probably reissue. I'm guessing yeah. all if you want an original run, if you if you a want original and press stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. get it now. I get so. a sealed copy. So yeah, there you go. There you go. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully you've enjoyed some of the our little ventures into some of the newer stuff. A little bit off the cuff, not as researched as we normally would do, but just kind of fun. Uh, a fun listen in the summertime. And um, idle hands, can't go wrong with Mana. So, uh, for the June Patreon show, I'm Jason. And I'm Mark. Enjoy. <laughs>